This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. It's, it's a moment to respect each other, mm. especially like after all the situations that we are living right now. Yeah. And if you can solve your problems dancing, just do it. hello everyone welcome to mondo moments the podcast where the little things matter i'm emmeline mondo and i am your host let's get stuck in to episode two of season two Every now and again, a party comes along that does more than just get people dancing. It becomes a container for the kind of freedom and release that every human desires. It has the perfect mix of unpredictable, unbelievable, of dirty ravers, the outliers, the seekers, the daydreamers and the showstoppers. And the beauty of it is that it starts to write itself. The founders have a vision, but the culture drives it. Soon it becomes a radical dance of joy, birthing memories that can change people's lives and stories to last for days. This is where Brenlo comes in. As the co-founder of Diaspora CDMX and Diaspora Latina, her story was one I wanted to understand. It was no surprise to me that she was fun and effortlessly cool, but there was so much more. Bren has a way of loving out loud. She possesses a tender and fierce nature that sees everyone and loves all things. And she stays curious. She studied biology and is a qualified translator. And on reflection, it all makes perfect sense. Yes, she speaks several languages. She also speaks the language of the heart. And she dances to her own beat. I mean it when I say if there is a party worth going to, it is one that Bren throws. This conversation was such a special look into Bren's life and world, from moments with her late grandmother to growing up in Mexico and how she helped co-found and create the Diaspora Party. I'm so excited to be speaking to Bren Lowe today. Uh, Bren, can I just ask you, do you want to be called Brenda? Or Bren? Um, I like Bren, actually. Okay, like, cool. I think only my mom is telling me Brenda when she's mad. So <laughs> okay, Bren cool. is fine. <laughs> I'm so excited about Bren. Um, we met in Mexico City, which many of you by now know has been the most inspiring and grounding experience I've had in the past six months. Bren's, Bren's voice comes as something pivotal and instrumental to this, ser- this series of conversations because not only does she identify as Afro-Mexican, 
Lincoln and has so much to say about this lineage. She is very much immersed in what is happening in the city at the moment, something that many people are calling a renaissance, something that many of us are drawn to. There's so much to cover here, and I'm really excited to just get right into it. Um, Bren, I normally give a, a bit more of a background about what people do or how you spend their how you spend your days. So before we get into the conversation about Mexico City, I'd love to know a little bit about what inspires you, what moves you, um, and yeah, a bit of what you're involved in in Mexico at the moment. At the moment, well, um. Right now, um, I'm doing a project, you know, you know about this, it's called a Diaspora. Yep. So actually, it's something that is giving me a lot of joy because, as you said, I have been trying to put together, you know, like a lot of people that maybe if you are not from the same country or something like that, but you have something in you that, um, you know, you share with another people, you know, like probably music, probably uh, some typical dances. There's many things um, that we ignore, you know. I think um, we don't really know our roots, but when you realize and when you try to um, reach a little bit about your background, you are going to realize that we have a lot of, a lot of things in common, you know. Mm -hmm. That's why um, I'm trying to do this project called Diaspora because it is what I found. Uh, this is what I'm doing right now in Mexico City and has been amazing, honestly speaking, because I was expecting for years something like that, you know, yeah, a place yeah. where where you can feel connected through music yeah. with your roots. Yeah. So it was a challenge because, you know, um, I, I born in Mexico and all my life I was, you know, growing, uh, feeling different. I don't know how to explain that because it was a little bit weird for me, you know, that everybody was asking me like, hey, where are you from? Where are you from? You are so tall, your mm -hmm. body type, your lips, your nose. Yeah. And I was always in the ignorance, you know, um, I was like, um, I'm Mexican. Even uh, people was a little bit rude because they were like, no, I don't think they are your parents because you look kind of different. And I was like, no, but, you know. I have a lot of roots and my background is way different, you know, uh, yeah. um, here in Mexico is people from the coast and my mom was having also some roots from the Caribbean, mm. uh, from Cuba. Mm. Uh, so I was realizing that there was a lot of information that sometimes we don't know. And that is very important for our identity. Yeah. And something really funny that you that you said at the beginning is that now, yeah, I can say that I can identify myself as a Afro-Mexican, you know, and it's something really funny because this word was not existing until 2017. Wow. So imagine how many people uh, is having also like that curiosity uh, they are having like these thoughts about where I am coming from or, or some people don't even care you know yeah. they just know that they look different yeah but but that is the fact here in Mexico um that's why I call my project diaspora yeah because if you well you have in here um I don't know how many places you have been in Mexico Mm. But if you go to the north, if you go to uh, the coast, you are going to see always different 
type, uh, different skin colors, you know. Yeah. And it, it's because we have a mix of everything. But mm -hmm. it's funny because for many, many, many years, um, indigenous and, you know, African people were in the, the poorest places, you know. That's why they don't, they, they are not like big in population probably, but mm -hmm. that's about generations. We are talking about 500 years uh, or more where Mexico was colonized and there were many, many changes. So basically what I'm doing right now with the project is try to, to look for, for that information, you know, for that hide information that is in Mexico, but probably people doesn't know. Mm. And, and it's just like cultural. Uh, there's a lot of things about art, music. Mm. That, those are the type of things that are like inspiring me right now because yeah. it's really, really important. You know, I think nowadays and also after pandemic and all mm. these situations, people don't really know how to stay in community again. Oh, and yeah, communities are an, really important. Yeah. That's such an important thing to recognize there. I want to I want to just take a beat before we move on because you touched on really big themes and I actually would like to tell some of my listeners um, a brief overview. Diaspora is an event, a party, a cultural movement honestly that is really Um, turning Mexico City or turning the <laughs> lives of people in Mexico City into um, this just an epic joining um, as Bren is saying a community a communion even um, I've you might get the invite if you ever visit Mexico City look out for it it's always in a secret location it's always very welcoming and fun but you might think at first that it's just a party but I'm glad you've given it given this background and what it's born from because it feels as it feels important when you go there I danced until <laughs> I danced until like I was actually soaking wet like everyone leaves that place soaking <laughs> and it's almost like um how do you say like a um a revival yeah it's like you like, I call it an experience you know <laughs> you really shake something off let something out and you're and something's born and it means it's really incredible to have that background a question that I have for you um given the fact that you mentioned um always feeling a bit different growing up having been born in Mexico and then um having this this project come together the other thing that it does really well and I've not actually seen it I would actually say very few places in the world do it but you do mix the diaspora in a way that I think New York wanted to London has wanted to like I felt bits of it in like some African countries but the way that you guys are able to mix the diaspora and us feel so connected in community um feels really special so I wanted to ask you Do you feel like what was born of diaspora has given you a bit of what you were missing? You felt you were missing growing up. And are there particular things that you do to create the environment that is born in diaspora? Without giving away your secrets, but how do you make magic? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was really organic, you know. Um, that is a very interesting question, but it's really, really easy to answer. It was really a wish for me to 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 have a place to 
to have fun, you know, with the music that I was enjoying. Because um, when I was like probably 12 or something like that, I was always listening, you know, like hip hop and rap. I was into reggaeton. But mm-hmm. all those genres were always like, oh, um, are just like music from the hood or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then I was like growing up and um, I never found places in Mexico to hear like real music. Yeah. And then I was having a lot of influence from my family, uh, from my cousins about jazz, blues. Um, I was listening a lot of reggae also. I was even trying to to research a little bit more you know like also that is something funny about me because I'm a biologist so oh, I'm naturally that's yes, amazing <laughs> I'm, I'm naturally into curiosity you know and I'm yeah. always like asking asking making questions trying to to reach um mm. some answers you know yeah. and I was like all these genres and I was like spending a lot of years only with that type of music but I was like finding something in particular the beat the Mm -hmm. beat of all this music is always there you know yeah and even if we go to to the music like the rock and roll or things like that um we have a lot of black artists even uh here in Mexico I used to dance uh the national uh like dances here you know like the traditional ones yeah so it was always something related you know I was just like hearing this type of music and I was like this has something in particular yeah and then when I was trying to do the party I was like okay I have Afrobeats and I love Afrobeats um I have also reggaeton and I have hip-hop and you have R&B dancehall and I was like, what if we put all this together oh. and we try to do like a crazy mix? I was like, it's possible. I was like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's super possible, you know, yeah. because I was there's many things in common about all this type of music that if you put all together, it's just going to be a, a blast. A I was like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, I don't know why people is not doing this before or maybe they do it. But that's something special, you know, because in yeah. Mexico, you were not finding places like that. Probably you were going to some clubs kind of underground and those were playing only reggae. For example, mm-hmm. the environment was way different. Mm-hmm. The clubs was only reggaeton. Yeah. And then other clubs were only hip hop and only one in Mexico. Like yeah. but I'm yeah. telling you, like 10 years ago. Yeah. So. I told uh, one of my friends from LA mm-hmm. um, during the pandemic, like, hey, we should do something, you know, because we were trying to go out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when the city was uh, trying to to have life again and yeah. some parties. Uh, like, well, actually, the parties were kind of underground or yeah. <laughs> entirely yeah. underground, yeah. but we were like, we, we need a place, you know, because we really miss our music. And I told him, we can put all this together. And I'm telling you, it's going to be great. Yeah. So my friend was like, ah, yes, you, you have a great idea. Let, let's yeah. do that, Brenda. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was like, okay, but when? <laughs> and he was like, I, I don't know. Let, let's see. Let's talk. But yeah. I'm, I'm the type of person that is just like, okay, if, if I'm saying that I'm doing it, 
let's put a date. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I choose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and I choose my birthday, you know, I was just like, let's do it on my birthday. Like, I'm just going to put like the perfect excuse to do the first diaspora party and it's going to be this day in May. Because okay. I was like, okay, I'm going to tell someone like, hey, it's going to be just like my birthday party and blah, blah, blah. And let's see how it goes, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we were spreading the information mm-hmm. and we have these results, like a lot of lovely people from a lot of places. And as you are saying, mm-hmm. a lot of expats, you know? Yeah. But it was fun because for my surprise, surprise, I was finding people from the States, yeah. people from London. Yeah. People from Haiti, people from Nigeria, mm. people from Egypt, people from um, a lot of places, even uh, people from here, you know, Berlin, I was just like, oh my Israel, God. Like, like it's, it's really, yeah. when you walk in, it, when I walked in, it felt like the dream that you'd hoped for when you were in lockdown about how you wanted to be, like how you <laughs> wanted it to dance. I wanted like to walk into a room of just all different kinds of people and it just be about joy and dance. And it literally is the dream that I had in my head about the perfect party. That's how it <laughs> felt like walking in. I was like, this is it. <laughs> and I'm so happy that you can say that because it, it was actually the same vision, you know, like it was actually a dream for me too. Mm. Because I was always like looking these videos um, of these thick and beautiful girls, you know, like Caribbean bodies and things like that. And, and I was, it, it was something like funny also because I, I was feeling familiar, you know, because as yeah. I was telling you at the beginning, I, yeah. I was like, I'm not, I, I don't fit in the standard mm-hmm. of a Mexican woman, as yeah. people think is a Mexican woman. Yeah. So yeah. when I was, when I was younger and when I was just like looking at all these videos, you know, in uh, MTV or uh, some other channels or in internet, I was just like, yeah, and, and that, that's a party. Like I just dance like that, like naturally and dancehall and hip-hop let's put it all together yeah. and every single time for example um I used to do parties for my birthday normally <laughs> yeah so every single time that I was putting my personal selection you know of music with Afrobeats, Sean Paul and I was playing I don't know like 50 Cent, Rihanna and then some other beats everybody was dancing so yeah. I was like I want to have a party that is to dance and to yeah. share the culture, to share joy, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's what we did. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm super happy because, as you said, it's also something cultural because it's a I have, yes, it's, it's a movement. And I really want to, to do from diaspora a platform for many artists. Mm. Uh, I, I'm glad to share with you that we are doing it actually we started yes, like kind of underground, especially after COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now uh, I, I think even um, bigger venues. Now we are trying to have more promoters. We have a lot of big brands supporting. Mm-hmm. We have a beautiful and big venue right now. And a lot of people that they are just like, wow, like I have never seen this before. Yeah. Brenda, you have a community there, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to take okay. care of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
The Diaspora Party was born off the back of the COVID-19 global pandemic. In the middle of mass fear, loss and separation, the murder of George Floyd was a catalyst that raised the alarm to the horrendous police brutality black people face in America. This is an issue African Americans have been fighting for many years. These shockwaves moved people all around the world and woke us up to the fierce urgency of collective movements rooted in justice. Bren and her co-founders carved out a path that made space for joy after prolonged collective pain. I wanted to know how the tragedy had affected and informed the creation of Diaspora. The party reminded me that joy as resistance is also important. It is a defiant stand against the capitalist white supremacy delusion designed to keep us programmed in fear. Here in Mexico, you know, we are neighbors <laughs> with the states. So basically, uh, we know all the situation uh, with all this abuse, uh, the discrimination, the racism. And we are also a country that holds uh, every single person that comes to Mexico with love, you know. Mm -hmm. So also it's a country uh, that is mostly indigenous, yeah. right? So we have to face every single time that type of situations of discrimination. And we were just like really shocked about that. I remember uh, it was starting this movement for Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And of course I was supporting um, at that time, uh, my boyfriend, he was uh, from Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, he was also in the protest because he's a black man. Yeah. And I was shocked, you know, mm -hmm. I was so sad because that was in the news mm. and also I was having a lot of friends here uh, that are black and yeah. they were of course super indignated yeah. and it was just like a whole movement mm. so mm. I think for example diaspora was coming in a place or in a moment mm. to remember everybody yeah. the importance of yeah. their respect yeah. because it's crazy that we are in 2022 yeah. And we still judging people by the color yeah. of your skin sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I started this, uh, I was aware uh, that it, it was going to be like an explosion of many things, you know? Yeah. Like put all these people together. And, and no lies, I have people from a lot of countries. Of mm -hmm. course, some of them they share, but I'm telling you that they have always the respect for black and indigenous people and especially because Mexicans we we also suffer uh, from from police you know uh, yeah, police brutality from the government yeah. yes things like that so uh, we support a lot that that type of situations mm -hmm. and I was studying also in UNAM okay. that here is uh, like the biggest uh, university uh, in Mexico and also I, I can say in Latin America yeah. um, is the number one actually. But the thing is that that college has been teaching me always what is around, you know, like a lot of exposure, like respect about another cultures. We are coming from the same thing. And also imagine me being a, being a biologist of course yeah. I know by evolution that the first man was black yeah. and also my skin color so I was yeah. just like 
uh, oh my god like th this has to change and i'm so happy because right now you, you have seen that the population of black people in mexico is getting bigger i think yeah yeah it really is it's yeah. obvious yeah and the, the most important for me is that they feel comfortable here that is right. really good you know Yeah, I mean, like, uh, they, they feel comfortable here. At, at first, I remember some years ago, um, like, Mexicans in the city, they are not used to, or they were not used to see, like, Black people that often. Oh. But they always see Black people um, with appreciation, you know? Like, they always appreciate, like, the beauty of the hair. They are curious. Yeah. But a lot of friends told me, like, no, I'm, I'm living in Mexico because I enjoy the city. Everybody is kind with us. Um, even with the police, we don't have such behavior as in the states. Well, I felt I felt very welcome and um, and actually so moved by how generous and kind um, everyone was. I was quite surprised by it. Um, just I don't know. I guess I I didn't expect it to be terrible, but I I just the warmth just felt so genuine. And I think that coupled with the just that there's a kind of you know how they call it um magic there's a kind of magic <laughs> I was going to try and speak <laughs> Spanish but I won't but there's a kind of magic to the land and it's and I guess it's to do with the way the indigenous people have been caretakers of the land for some time even in the ways that maybe you can't see I believe um I was saying to a friend in Mexico City we can't see the prayers that have come before us for this land but I believe strongly that there have been prayers by indigenous people before we walked you know on this land mm -hmm. to protect us and I had this um a very quick story I was walking actually I was at an event in the city and um it was a fashion designer who He was Mexican. He appeared like quite light, um, you know, white passing, I guess. But he was like fully Mexican. And he had his elder, elderly grandma come to this opening. And she had like, you know, white hair. They were all very what I assumed was like an old school kind of Mexican. I don't know, a family that maybe I would have felt a bit nervous towards mm -hmm. the grandmother of that man. She didn't speak English, so she came with her um, granddaughter And she asked her to translate uh, for me. And she said, I want you to know that your people are very welcome here. Like you oh. are very welcome <laughs> here. And I, I literally, my eyes like were so watery. I was like, oh my goodness. I've never, the only place I've had that is in Africa, you know, in Uganda, where grandmothers are like, you know, welcome home. And I thought mm -hmm. it was so poignant. And I know, obviously, that is a uniquely um, special experience. And there are, I know from other African-Americans and, and Black Brits and Black people, that the experiences are varied. But to have that experience in my time there really showed me um, what you're talking about, you know, that scope of openness and welcomeness that... Um, that's really felt yes yes I, i i understand i think it's, it's as you said because of the of the traditions in mexico you know like we are um a country of course that was also colonized uh by europeans um of course i want to say like white people because it's just like people from spain actually uh, that is in the books you know and yeah. There was a lot of suffer also here in in back in those days. Yeah. But something important is that Mexico in general, uh, there were some communities 
that they were okay accepting, you know, like the new rules of this new world with uh, the Catholicism or people trying to to put their own religion to the indigenous, Mm -hmm. you know, and after, uh, of course, uh, like African slaves arrived to Mexico around the coast, like Veracruz, and also in the coast around Oaxaca. And there was another mix, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really funny to mention that, imagine, like back in the days, they were putting classifications to us, depending of our skin color. And there were Mm. 16 different types, imagine. (laughs) Not not only classes of people. And this is based on on skin color? Yeah, it it was about, uh, actually, like if if your parent was like like a Spanish and maybe your mom was indigenous, so you were... I don't know, like uh, call it by a certain name, you know, like there was a lot, but things that are even insane for me now to understand, like how, like, for example, like here, they call me and they used to call me back in the days and even now mulata. Mulata means uh, like a mix between blacks, yeah, between a black and a white person, you know, Mm. but also that word is a kind of rude because that comes from the donkeys you know like they really? were trying to do yes they they were trying to do this comparison about a just like a, a donkey that is a, doing the hard work in the fields so a, there's a lot of things in the story you know and I How? think that's why people is so warm because we yeah, know because you know what the suffering <laughs> yeah, is. We know what we go through exactly. Yeah. I've got two, I've got a double question. So how would you f- describe your experience today in Mexico as a woman born in Mexico? And what is there anything you would like um our diaspora community to know um, as they come to visit Mexico and something to be aware of or um, yeah or kind of any advice I think that question's coming from the knowledge of gentrification happens so quickly so thick Mm -hmm. so fast something that's important to me is to have respect for those that came before and I don't know if there are some things that are unspoken some things that go unsaid but I wonder if you have anything to say around awareness that people can have okay well about that first question I would like to say that Nowadays, with all these movements of people, with this new building of communities, Mm. even now that everything is, you know, in the metaverse or in internet or, you know, (laughs) by social media, I'm so happy to embrace myself with all in me, you know, my Mm. skin color, my type of hair, Mm. my curly hair. Uh, my 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 big tags like like my body just in the mm-hmm. way it is because that I I can tell you honestly speaking that I I'm not feeling different anymore you know mm-hmm. oh With, wow is that recent yes. is that recent in recent years yes yes I, how, I can say how yes. recent in the past like three years four I uh, I can tell you that probably yes like um. When, when I started college, probably, that I was ma- more, more exposed, you know, mm-hmm. I was feeling more confident about myself mm. uh, when, I, when I was in college. Mm. 
And when I started traveling, because of course I was out of Mexico, you know, here everybody was looking at me different, but in other countries, Mm. they were making me feel part of something. And it was always black people. That's Uh something important to mention, you know, Mm. they were always like, oh, but there's something black in you. And um, I don't know how to, 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 (laughs) to, to, yeah, to express it, but like, where are you from? Yeah. But I was feeling embraced. Yeah. No, no, no jokes. I, I yeah. was just like, yes, probably. Yeah. And that's why I started, you know, like trying to uh, res- like look for, for answers mm. and investigate a little bit more about my background. Yeah. And I traveled for first time to Cuba in oh. 2018. Yeah. And for me, that was a very special trip because was everything that my grandma was teaching me, yeah. like all those readings, rumba, eh, wawanko, danzón. There, there was a lot of music that I have for, from my grandma. And yeah. the first time that I was there, I was looking at all these beautiful people, yeah. eh, mixed, mixed babies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like black and whites together eh, in a community. Cuba is a very special place for me. And um, we were like darkest in the family. <laughs> you so are. I was always feeling you, like you were the darkest yeah. in your family. Okay, me and my grandma. Yes, I, okay. I think that because of generations, you know, like the mix and grandma had ten babies. So imagine wow. <laughs> she, she was having like different, different skin colors in ten babies. But I, I am. We we look alike so much. She she passed away like seven years ago. I'm sorry, but I was. Yeah, I, I was like always feeling like strong when she was telling me like, no, Brenda, like you have to be proud of your body. Yeah. If you, if you think like you have a, a big booty and, and that is disturbing you, let me tell you that that is beautiful and your yeah. hair is beautiful yeah. and, your, and your skin is beautiful. Yeah. And they, these girls or these white girls, probably they are telling you something, but don't let them make you feel bad. Yeah. Never, yeah. you know, and, and that was... That was the thing that was always like pushing me, you know, to be like proud of myself, mm-hmm. no matter my, sh- no matter anything. Yeah. Now with with diaspora, and as you said, uh, with the gentrif- gentrification here in me, I feel good. I-, I feel part of a community, and I feel, and that makes me so. Do you feel like what you're building in the community is almost a safety bubble because the community is so strong? It's almost the resistance of anything that goes against, you know, what the amazing thing that you're building in a way. So you so you feel safe and excited about it. Yes, de- definitely. Um, yeah. I think haters are going to hate, you know, <laughs> but but if you try to to reeducate people and, and what I have in mind is I'm not trying to to tell people what to believe or how to act you know because we are not their parents or something like that but you you can show them the proofs you know you can show them that that probably is about ignorance Mm. and I I haven't seen this like all my life you know it's not about education or your school or anything like that but it's just respect and if you don't have respect and you only live in ignorance and if you see someone that is different uh, than you, but you just look at that person and you don't try to investigate or to know that person like uh, or, or understand why he's different than you. Mm. So so that is not working, you know, like 
um, I think it's a safe place, yes, yeah. because uh, the base of, of the project is respect. That is, that, that's why it's called a diaspora, mm -hmm. because we welcome everybody, you know, yeah. like embra embracing, uh, embracing people from everywhere. Yeah. We are not trying to do even um, just like a, a, an only, only black party or like a, a party only for black people. No, it's a lot of people. I mean, like if you if you are white, you can come, but always with respect, you know, because here you are just going to find a community based of indigenous and african people yeah is it like that yeah i hear you it's so stunning what you've done because by nature of who is at the core of it you know you and the community that helped build it um being just a, a naturally diverse group of people it means that the people who are drawn to it are like you but the doors are open and the thing that is so exciting for this time is that you've centered this movement in joy as you said like music and I think one thing I learned from Mexicans and I feel it in your spirit is that you know having a good time is very important really energetically if you think about this in terms of creation in terms of love how we build joy is that joy should be at the center of all creation right and I think yeah that, I think that we were forgetting that and it's very easy to forget it when times are tough so I want to thank you for reminding me about my joy and how important it is <laughs> yes and, and you know what I think is is dance you know because joy dance. is dance really and honestly I, I can have a bad day. I can have probably like a sad day or whatever you want, but I can put Afrobeats or I can put dance hall and just my body is just going to jump out of the bed and is going to shake my booty and start to do like crazy movements. <laughs> and, and that is just like the, the roots of it, you know, as you said, yeah, in Mexico, we love parties and things like that. But we, with diaspora, I feel the drums inside of me, you know, I, I was... <laughs> I was growing with music like timbal, that is basically only percussions, mm -hmm. uh, with mambo. Mm -hmm. uh, like there was some Cuban artist that my grandma used to hear all the time, mm -hmm. Perez Prado, um, Celia Cruz. She mm -hmm. was uh, a very important uh, singer. Actually, mm -hmm. it was uh, like one of the, the first... Or yeah, I, I mean, for my generation and maybe people that know Celia Cruz, mm. she was super famous okay. and being Cuban, you know, that if we think about the situation in Cuba it was really hard for some musicians, they went to Miami, but, but she was like a legend. And I remember all my, all my life dancing that type of music and, and feeling happy and probably a uh, as your program is, you know, like Mondo Moments, mm -hmm. I, I can say that dancing and dancing uh, the music of my ancestors yeah. and of my family is what makes me, makes me like do this project with yeah. a lot of joy and empathy for mm -hmm. everybody and respect mm -hmm. and desire to to keep uh, growing a community where we can feel safe you know if if i can tell you yes we feel safe my goal is to spread this mm. as as much as i can because is what i was telling you i was like it's 2022 
Yeah. And it's crazy that we still trying to look differences mm-hmm. because if you, if you ask me, I don't think there's a pure human being right now. We are just like a mix of a bunch of things, you know, things, yeah. the fir- like the purest blood is in Africa. That is for sure. <laughs> I can tell you that as a biologist also. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. a part of it, you know, and, and I think um, it's, it's a moment to respect each other, mm. uh, especially like after all the situations that we are living right now. Yeah. And if you can solve your problems dancing, just do it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes. Honestly. Yes, this is honestly like a motto to live by. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. That is honestly so perfect. We have a few minutes left. I don't know if you want to add anything else. I feel like that was a perfect place to end. Um, yeah, no, well, but yes, yeah. tell you thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much. Okay, so I, one thing I will do is let everyone know that if you go to Mexico City, you have to find the diaspora party. It will be popped up somewhere fabulous. And the best thing to do is follow the Instagram. Can you, the Instagram handle is diaspora. At... Diaspora CDMX. Okay. Um, and I'm going to put um, Bren's Instagram and the diaspora Instagram handle in the show notes um, and when this episode is out I'll also be sharing that as well honestly as you've heard the heart of this party is born from real community real love and diversity and it will I think it's fair to say it's a life-changing party isn't it it's a life-changing party <laughs> a life-changing <laughs> dance no actually a life-changing movement so let it move you yes uh, yeah I yeah. think so yeah uh, thank you so much for your time um thank I, you yeah 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 I really um, appreciate it since the day that I met you you know like you gave me also that beautiful necklace uh from Uganda and you were uh, telling me the story and I was like oh my god I feel like I have a treasure right now <laughs> I know honestly I, I just can't wait to like be back as soon as I'm back in the city I'm hitting you up a cosmic a cosmic meeting I'm grateful for you yes thank you too like it, it has been like really beautiful to to share like uh, some thoughts with you like um, of course I, I would love to to repeat and everybody like interested you know in showing their their music their art we are just like trying to promote like I'm a piano mm. uh, Afrobeats you know mm. like different type of music and people from um, all around the world and actually mm. we receive a lot of support from uh, the, the UK Oh no! So yes, actually, they they are really really nice with us. Uh, they sent us some invitations from uh, Web Magazine. Oh cool! Uh, when Jarubandel was in in the previous party, mm. people from Amsterdam was also trying yes to send us like messages and things like that. So well, yeah. I'm, I'm very very uh, grateful and also. Thank you. Uh, I really, really appreciate sharing uh, these words. So thank you you so much. Thank you for all you're doing. Thank you. And we'll speak soon. Thanks for listening, friends. If you're enjoying this podcast, please remember to like, subscribe and share. Also, you can leave reviews and comments and DMs. I'm very open to receiving them all.